The amount of top-notch recruits that Hugh Freeze is having on campus every day is ridiculous. Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Happy Cruton Thursday to all who celebrate as we are hanging out with John Garcia, Locked On Recruiting Insider. Man, there's been just uh, an incredible list of, you know, top-notch four-star, top-notch five-star, top-notch four-star over and over and over again that's visiting Auburn uh, over the last few weeks, really since spring practice has started, John. What are some of your bigger takeaways when kind of seeing this list form over time? Well, first of all, it's it's another validator, another set of confirmation tools relative to Hugh Freeze and this overall approach uh, to be this organized and have almost kind of a planned attack by the day relative to hosting all of these recruits, which is, you know, this week's a very popular high school spring break week. Um, and Auburn is clearly taking yeah. advantage with, with a lot of the area talent coming back to campus. Uh, I think it shows you the organization and, and just how widespread this attack has been from Auburn's perspective. So yeah, it's, it's not going to be uh, all the things we heard last, the last couple of years under Brian Harson. Yeah. It's not going to be a lack of effort. It's not going to be a lack of ties. It's not going to be a lack of uh, checking in or trying uh, to push for these kids to come back to campus. This is something that's already being executed at a very high level. Most of the kids we'll, we'll talk about today, Zach, are making their second, third, fourth visits to Auburn. I think only one of them that you sent me hasn't been there yet, but now that box is getting checked. So, you know, the, the whole foundation of recruiting nowadays is obviously getting those interests and offers out there. And then the next step is getting them to campus. And it sounds so simple and logical and, and linear, but for a lot of schools, that is the barrier. When do you get these kids on campus. Auburn seemingly isn't relying on official visits to do it either. I think that's the difference between a program that is going to be very proactive from a recruiting standpoint. So again, it's just more confirmation that um, this isn't just a flash in the pan. Hey, let's push for a couple weeks, couple months kind of deal from Hugh Freeze. This is what we should start expecting basically year round. And spring practice is always a time where you want to bring great talent to your campus because they get a feel for school and all those fun things, but they also get yeah. that action. They also get to, to see their potential position coach or coordinator at work, uh, in addition to seeing, obviously, a fresh look at the current roster. Yeah, and John, I mean, I, I've heard, been told and in, in read reports that, you know, like he'll look, there'll be people like zooming in during practice or whatever. And it, like during a drill, he'll look at the, I guess, phone or whatever it is. It's like, hey, this is what we'd have you be doing. And it's like, if I'm a kid and I'm seeing that, like there's no way the the folks at Auburn are competing with, you know, the Kirby Smarts and the Nick Sabans, I don't buy that they're doing that at this point. Yeah, that's I mean, that's tough. That's tough. Obviously, you know, you, you know, when you're trying to ascend to that level, there's right. always going to be kind of natural pushback, but it starts there. It starts with the effort and and it's including kids that are being courted by Georgia and or committed to Alabama. So right. you know, tangibly 
Auburn is is getting into the game more and more for these recruits. It's not an overnight fix, um, but that's certainly the end game is to be in that same conversation for sure. I don't even think Hugh Freeze would deny that himself if you asked him. No, I mean, he's been pretty clear. The 24 and 25 classes are going to make or break his tenure at Auburn. And so how does he respond to that? He's It's almost this like controlled desperation of like, I'm not accepting failure here. And it's awesome. I mean, he's doing stuff. I know you mentioned the last few years under Harson, but like, I don't think Auburn's ever had a coach that just thinks about recruiting as much as Hugh Freeze has. Yeah, I'm in my time covering, you know, this this part of the business, I hadn't seen it, you know, that the yeah. effort there from the head coach on down is it's something that's also contagious, right? All the assistants are like, "Hey, I should probably be in contact with more guys than the right. head coach." Uh, but it doesn't look like they're they're winning a lot of those those battles cuz it's it's not just quarterbacks or offensive players mm-hmm. like we talked about. It's secondary players and defensive linemen. Everybody is is hearing from Hugh specifically among those that are, are high on the board. So, yeah, you, you've got to present in, in that light because from the recruiting perspective, it, it hits different when, when the head man is talking to you. I talked to a kid recently who visited a couple schools. One of them, he saw the head coach. One of them, he didn't. And and it felt like he was talking about that school at a lesser level. So that stuff really matters when when the head coach is is putting in that specific and personal effort, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the guys that we've talked about a few times here, John, and a guy that Auburn fans have really been focusing on, one, because I think he fits as far as like what an Auburn guy would look like, but also he's a local guy. When you talk about Joseph Phillips, four-star linebacker um, from Tuskegee, you know, just a few minutes away from Auburn, and it kind of seemed like it was a done deal, and then he wanted to take more visits. So he was on Auburn's campus the 1st, March 1st, and since then he's visited, I believe it's FSU in Clemson. Where are we with Joseph Phillips? Should Auburn people be concerned that he's looking elsewhere? Is Auburn still in the lead and he's just being thorough? Where are we with Joseph Phillips? I think probably the last point. You know, th- This is a kid who's obviously familiar with Auburn pre and post yeah. Hugh Freeze, and he's already made multiple trips under this administration to build that theoretical lead that Auburn um, has has had with him. So when the other offers started to come in end of last year into the new year, you just knew even if he committed to Auburn, you just knew at some point uh, a kid like that was at least going to take a look at some of these other offers. It's uh, again, you, you mentioned it. It's it's Clemson. It's Florida State. I think Georgia's talking to him. Alabama's right. talking to him. So it's it's not like he's he's got Auburn and a bunch of small stuff like we saw with maybe J.C. Hart last year. This is a different type of situation. A lot of schools have jumped in on this kid. So you understand with so much familiarity with Auburn while he would continue to look elsewhere. But here's the thing. Um, he's never really talked down uh, on his feeling for Auburn, even after some of these trips. And he keeps setting more Auburn trips thereafter. I think he set uh, another trip for, for this week or so, and then he's coming back for, of course, the, the spring game. So yeah. um, when, when kids start to completely overhaul their visit plans, but then they come back to that one school consistently, it's obviously going to be hard for anybody to catch Auburn in this race. Um, and you want them to do the due diligence now. As opposed to if he's committed, just optically and perceptionally, it, it just um, it's a little easier uh, to navigate. So I'm sure um, Auburn is is comfortable with him taking these trips, but I don't think pushing back a timeline or or a decision time frame is going to hurt Auburn's chances, unless it's maybe 
after the season signing day, way down the line. But if he's going to do something sooner rather than later, which it looks like that's still the plan, yeah. I'd still feel really good from from Auburn's perspective. Yeah, yeah, that's generally the feeling. It's good to good to hear. All right, so could Auburn could Auburn flip a a top Alabama wide receiver commit? We'll discuss it in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at the FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. As this drops Thursday morning, Auburn still a half-point dog against the Iowa Hawkeyes in the NCAA tournament. If you think that's disrespectful and you're like, you know what? No, there's no way Auburn loses later today. Be sure to... Put your money where your mouth is and head over to FanDuel.com slash locked on. And they also have a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. So bonus bets back if that first bet doesn't win. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Perry Thompson, a four-star wide receiver commit to Alabama. But it looks like Auburn's making a push for this kid. And he's listening. He's listening to what they have to say, clearly. Yeah, and then he's taking visits. You know, I think that that's the yeah. theme of today's show, obviously. But he's he's tangibly getting up to Auburn, so it's not like he's just saying, "Hey, I'm, I'm answering Marcus Davis's phone calls." No, he's reciprocating a lot of that interest. And and I think when you visit for spring ball at a position like wide receiver, you really do get a true sense of what you're going to deal with every day from a positional coaching standpoint. And, and we've talked about the pluses with with Marcus as a recruiter and as a coach youth has a lot to do with it and the ability to resonate with with younger players is, is something that is starting to rub off on these Auburn receiver targets it seems like collectively there's a, a higher level of confidence to bring a lot of these guys in you know and that said not going to be easy right it's not the only program trying to flip Perry from Alabama right. um, obviously in-state kid down in the 251 so it's never going to be easy in that regard however He's still taking visits and still has admitted the door is open. And I think Auburn and Tennessee are both trying to continue to push for more and more visits uh, out of this kid. And, and look, you understand why there's more interest in Auburn under this administration for a receiver in particular, right? You know, this is a big bodied, you know, 6'2", six, 6'3", six, kid out of Foley. Right. So you already know when he talks to Hugh Freeze, the names that are going to pop up, the DK Metcalfs and the AJ Browns, of the world big body receivers fit in this offense to to a different degree so that's something that is continuing to capture his attention and now visiting for spring practice you could start to see some of that being implemented along with a young uh, energetic position coach that you resonate with just a little bit more so yeah i think this is an ongoing storyline to track won't be something that that ends anytime soon but these are the type of kids you got to keep pushing for uh, until the final buzzer. And, and Auburn apparently is, is going to stay in that mix. Yeah, I think that's great. And then, you know, can Marcus Davis pull one of these out, right? We've talked about this with uh, top receivers that Auburn's not giving up on that are committed to you know, Georgia. We, you know, we, we mentioned him at some point. And it's like, can, can Marcus Davis pull one of these off? Because it kind of feels like you only need one of them to really kind of get things going, you know? And I think kind of to set your feet as, this up-and-coming recruiter that we talked about when Marcus Davis was hired to be Auburn's wide receivers coach. And, you know, maybe it will be Perry Thompson. That would be huge for him as far as, you know, him kind of proving that he belongs, right? I mean, this is his first SEC job at this level. That would be huge for him. It would be huge for Auburn. And, um, you know, I, I think it, it, you get bonus points, the fact that he was committed to Alabama too. 
Of course, always, always in, in yeah. that rivalry. And, and look, one of these dominoes is going to break Auburn's way at the receiver position. But yeah, getting that first one seemingly is the hardest one, just like we talk about with recruits getting scholarship offers. But look, between flipping potential receiver recruits, you know, of course, Cam Coleman is, is right there at Phoenix City as well. You know, you've got to hit on one of these these bigger, right. more impressive blue chip, you know, legit blue chip type receivers in, in this class. And, and I believe Auburn will at the end of the day. Uh, it, should there be any panic among Auburn fans for Cam Coleman? A lot of people typing in all caps to me. Where is Cam? Where has he been? You, are you hearing anything on that front? Nothing. Nothing incredibly new. Uh, he's got a pretty, you know, strong group of of programs that are coming after him, and he's starting to formulate uh, those official visit plans. So I think that's sort of the next layer of of yeah. that conversation. How how far away does he want to branch out uh, in this thing, or is it? going to be billed as sort of a classic, you know, Southern battle in the end with, you know, Auburn, Georgia, Bama, Clemson, they're right in the thick of it. I, I tend to think it's going to stay sort of in that lane, though Penn State and a couple other schools are really trying to change mm -hmm. the line there. All right, let's head over to Lawrenceville, Georgia. Justin Green, the four-star defensive lineman, big guy. Looking at on threes, projection machine, Auburn is second, I believe, to South Carolina, if, if I recall correctly. Tell me about Justin Green and and um, kind of what Auburn's doing to get him. Yeah, versatile, kind of a tweener uh, defensive lineman that that's going to have some more value uh, in his game in, in this modern day and age when you're you're rushing uh, the passer from the interior yeah. just a, a little bit more. Yeah, I think South Carolina early did a really nice job of of prioritizing him. Look, Atlanta area guy. That's that is a true pipeline city for South Carolina, just like it is for Auburn and Tennessee and everyone else uh, in the SEC. Uh, but South Carolina latched on early uh, with, with that Shane Beamer staff. Um, and look, they're recruiting really well. You know, that that's another program similar to Auburn's where top down, the, the effort has been elevated under this staff versus yeah. previous. So I think early on South Carolina did a really nice job with Justin, got him on campus a bunch, I think for multiple games uh, last year. But since the new year, Auburn has now started to, to dig into a bit of a counter here. Georgia's involved as well, but Auburn's got a couple visits uh, to its name, and he's already talking about making a return to Auburn here down the line. So Auburn's going to be right in the thick of this one uh, going forward. Uh, you don't discount Clemson, uh, which is also – prioritized him fairly early on. And, and then we just mentioned Georgia. Anytime they're involved with a defensive lineman in particular, that's going to be tough uh, in-state or otherwise. But look, Auburn is, is in this game, uh, proximity to home. I think it's probably yeah. second closest to UGA. So that's going to factor in uh, there as well. Because if you look at the schools Justin is considering, they're all sort of in that same footprint, uh, you know, within a four or five mile radius from, from his hometown there in Lawrenceville. Auburn's new defensive lineman, as we talk about Justin Green here, Auburn new defensive line coach, Jeremy Garrett. Is he is he popping up at all as, as this kind of solid recruiter? I mean, what he did at Liberty was incredible statistically. Like that unit's really, really good. And just talking to, you know, Jason Jones came on this show to to talk and he talked up his his position coach. We saw him win some battles in the transfer portal mm -hmm. we haven't really seen him kind of have a you know a, a four or five star kid you know come through the high school ranks yet what are your thoughts on him early in his auburn tenure well yeah like you said the liberty track record speaks for itself and look that footprint from a recruiting standpoint is is not dissimilar 
to yeah. Auburn. You're still probably starting your board in Atlanta and, and, and branching out from there. But I think the Liberty cachet brings him more of a developmental stamp. So now it's going to be on the other side, like you said, the talent acquisition side. Hey, can you can you go in and compete? with the big boys. And I think, you know, the early returns from watching these recruits talk about uh, Garrett and spring practice is yep. they do like the approach uh, younger guy. So it's not rah, rah, curse you out, you know, talk about your mama negatively to motivate you. It's, it's more modern. It is more uh, respectful eye to eye, man to man type of, of coaching. And that is a little NFL vibe to it too. Exactly. Very business, like much mm -hmm. more, preferred nowadays to the recruit you know when i was coming up every coach was cursing me out you know that's right. just it's not the style that that works anymore uh so spring practice again this is one of the, the better examples of all these position coaches that you know you do get that true that true sense and and kids are already reacting positively to how garrett is going to present himself so it's not for everyone some will, will prefer the old school style or, or the more rah-rah style um but for for the most part you know, these these southern kids are going to like that respectful man to man. Hey, let me get you better. Th this is how. Uh, so seeing that in, in live and in color, I think, is really important for these recruits. So, yeah, still TBD on his recruiting returns. But the approach uh, is there. And, and Auburn, again, just like we said with the receivers, they're involved with a lot of these premier you know, front seven guys. And, and Garrett is doing a good job, at least from a time management standpoint uh, with that. Yeah. All right, Auburn really putting the full court press on a guy that a lot of people thought would kind of be trending towards LSU. He was on Auburn's campus earlier this week. We discussed that in just a moment with John right here on Locked on Auburn. I want to encourage you to join the Locked on Auburn Discord. It is free. All you have to do is click the link in the episode description down below. Jalen Crawford, the four-star cornerback, John. LSU seems to be the favorite as things currently sit. Another Georgia kid. But he said on at, at his visit, which, you know, I always kind of go back and forth on how much you can put stock in some of these quotes. But they're all good. Told, visits. All yeah. Them. Yeah. He told Auburn reporters <laughs> that, that <laughs> Auburn's definitely up there. You buy that. What are your, what are your thoughts on Auburn's recruitment of Jalen Crawford? I am. You know, I, I think there are certain position groups. We talk about running back and quarterback uh, with this coaching staff. I think the secondary group always feels like it's got a higher ceiling, especially if you start to hear from the tandem coaches, if you're hearing from crime and Zach Etheridge, I think you, your stock is, is just higher in terms of the yeah. possibilities of, of ending up there at, at Auburn. And, and that is uh, some of what Crawford is, is starting to hear uh, again, recent visitor close to home, all those, those same Georgia area recruit uh, applications apply here. And I think, yeah, LSU built up an, an early perceptional lead. Uh, they got in on him early on and he, he reciprocated with, multiple visits out there. But again, Auburn is starting to claw back. And, and we should, you know, remind the audience that even compared to LSU and South Carolina and some of these schools that are under relatively new administrations, Auburn is, is much newer in that regard. So you are kind of always playing a little bit of catch up uh, with, with some of these guys that have been, you know, three, four star guys for multiple years, like, like Crawford has. So there's always going to be that element of playing from behind with, with this class of 2024 relative to the other coaching staffs that are involved uh, in these recruitments. So he's, he's a good one to point out though, because yeah, it looks like Auburn is starting to make up ground here in a hurry. And that's another one where he's already confirmed. Yeah. I'll definitely take that official to yeah. Auburn. I think only a couple other schools have that 
at their back at this point. So it's going to be an LSU-Auburn, maybe Clemson battle going forward. And you wonder, could anyone else start to, to factor into that race? I think Florida is trying to get them on campus uh, here soon as well. So this is going to be maybe a classic SEC uh, battle with a, a sprinkle of Clemson in there. Yeah, so that's going to be big for Jalen Crawford, the cornerback commit. Amaris Williams, the name of a, a four-star edge out of North Carolina, Clinton, North Carolina. Seems like this guy's a riser, but Auburn's certainly interested, along with a bunch of other schools that are slowly hopping on the Amaris Williams train. 6'3", 250. You absolutely love the frame on this kid, John. Um, but as a bunch of new schools kind of get these waves of offers towards you know, headed his direction. Where does Auburn sit, you think? Yeah, well, th- it was an offer that came in and resonated immediately for Maris to the point where he's he set the visit basically uh, at that point. I think it's going to be a multi-day trip there to the Plains this weekend, if I'm not mistaken. And I think that's the first scrimmage for Auburn. So all the stuff we talk about that resonates during the practices, it goes up a level or two for the scrimmages, right? Because now it's 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 in game, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Or simulated right. in game. So yeah, you're getting you the, get. right, right, right. You're getting the front seven rotation. You know, you're you're seeing a little bit more of that at play as opposed to just watching uh, more instruction and kind of a slower paced environment. So that's always a good time to to bring recruits in. Although again, Auburn's been bringing in recruits every <laughs> single day. Um, so right. yeah, he's the only one that that hadn't quite been to Auburn. So a lot of these schools are starting to offer and he's starting to reciprocate with some visits because as far as I've seen, you know, Maris hasn't really been outside of, of that sort of North Carolina corridor. He's been to UNC and NC state and ECU and I think Tennessee, which borders it. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of it. So he's got to get further in, into that traditional sec footprint as his uh, stock rises here this spring. So Auburn getting the first crack at it among those schools, I think is, is a big deal, especially for a multi-day trip, especially coinciding with a scrimmage. So I think that he'll get the the full court red carpet treatment or orange carpet treatment when, yeah. when he's in town for sure. Yeah. And a few of you asked me when the first scrimmage was or is it is Friday. So yep. John's all over it. All right. So that's, that's for Amaris Williams, the four-star edge from Clinton, North Carolina. Last guy we'll talk about, John, Camarion Franklin, four-star defensive lineman, Mississippi kid, visited Auburn earlier in the week, and same stuff. Sounds like he enjoyed his time here. Yeah, you know, this was important uh, because even though he's a Mississippi kid and and a well-known recruit, I mean, this guy's probably had five stars by his name for two years now, he hadn't really visited Auburn from a recruiting perspective. So, So getting that first trip, uh, first or second trip behind him was going to be really critical in just trying to stay afloat in this recruitment because this one is truly national. I mean, you've got USC and Oregon and Ohio State, as well as the entire SEC and ACC. So this is going to be a national long recruiting battle. So you you kind of had to hit step one here and get that first visit in. By all indication, it went well. He's already talking about a return trip to Auburn. And look, with Mississippi natives, this is going to hit even more differently because, you know, the Hugh Freeze time, the Hugh Freeze era at Ole Miss yeah. was arguably, you know, the, the highest high for that program, you know, since Eli Manning was was the QB. So that is always going to resonate with kids from that state. Uh, and it's still a border state. So you expect Auburn to have a really strong run in Mississippi. And uh, naturally, you start at the top with the number one player in the state but mississippi's loaded so i do think auburn's going to splash in that state overall obviously kamarian franklin would be the ideal start to that process but having that 
history in the state uh, in particular with a couple of Mississippi natives on the staff is always going to play well. Uh, because as you know, Zach, hard to go into that state and pull recruits out without some real connections and, and, and areas where you resonate with these recruits. Yeah. But luckily for Auburn, they've got that with Franklin. Yeah, yeah, that, that'd be huge. No question about it. John Garcia, thank you so much for your time as always, my friend. How can people check out everything you've got going on? Yeah, we're hanging out with you guys a lot on the Locked On uh, Podcast Network, of course. And then uh, we're talking ball at every level on Twitter. John Garcia underscore JR is where you can find me there. All right, we will obviously recap tonight's action as Auburn takes on Iowa in the first round of the NCAA tournament. We'll go live as soon as that game is done. And we'll talk a little bit more football, probably preview the scrimmage on tomorrow morning's show. We'll see you then. This has been Locked on Auburn.